Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. And it was the first day of class. I was in calculus two when this professor wrote the longest equation I've ever seen, man. And I was like, something inside of me was like, this ain't it. And it was like, there's a theater department right a couple buildings down. Go right now. And I was like, all right. Right in the middle of class. See you later. I was like, yo, I'm sorry, y'all. I got to (laughs) go. They were like, what? I jet over to the theater department, told the guy my story, told him what I wanted to do. And he was like, yo, I'm sorry, but you're a day late to switch your major. So I was like, dang. He was like, the deadline was yesterday. Because he saw something and was like, you know what? Let's see what happens. Give me your stuff. Let me, let me take it to the office. And then about like 10 minutes later, he came back. He was like, congrats, you're now a theater major. Wow. He was like, and you're late for your first class, acting 101. Now. I was like, oh. There you go. Welcome back to the Hip Hop Advocate Show. It's the man Figs. Bella Music. And the Rock. Yo, and tonight we got a special guest mm. that wears many hats. We got a devoted actor, activist, poet, man. The Com- list goes on. A comic, singer, a boxer. Yo, I don't know. Pan- Panty dropper, you forgot. Yo, Ooh, let's dropper. go. <laughs> I forget that. What? <laughs> and, if, and he's married, you know what I mean? It's just for you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> But uh, yo, got another man. Yo, Spanish Harlem, mm. stand uh. up. Yeah, rains in the building. You, what's up, yeah, you? What up? What up? What up, everybody? Yo, hip hop uh. advocates. Shout out to y'all, man. This is beautiful. You know, I, I mean, I gotta thank y'all a hundred times by the end of this show. So that's like the first one. Go, <laughs> but now for real, I appreciate that, man. And and it's so funny because he's like, yo, he wears many hats, and my brain's like, I mean, it's because I'm bald too. So <laughs> gotta kind of keep it covered sometimes. <laughs> yo, we appreciate you coming over here, man. For real, Whoa. we've been trying to get this together for a few weeks, and Fast. we've been hype about it. We've been real hype. Yo, equal. Uh, you know, that feeling is mutual. You know what I mean? I'm hype. Whoa. Any chance I, I, I get to get you know some some platform some spotlight mm-hmm. on these thoughts you know what i mean i i, I thank god for it you know because yeah, yeah. we don't never know how much time we got on this planet mm-hmm. and um you know sometimes you know you don't get to write down what you're thinking or you ever get to say it and so you know and you're for the culture that's right. what we love about yeah. you know that's yeah. what we that's why we yeah. rock with you because yeah. you all about this shit meeting at uh right. making the rain for the hurricane and uh, that Facts. event right that we've seen them was uh Uptown Shots, that's what it's called? Yeah, yeah. Uptown Shots. Shout out to Shots. Uptown Shots. That far. looks like you you knew your way around it. Is that somewhere that you frequent? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, that's that's El Barrio and anything and everything. El Barrio, Spanish Harlem, I'm about it. You know what I mean? I was just, I just came from a salsa soul shoe from the art space in El Barrio, which is literally... Uh, uh, the building is gorgeous. It looks like a like a old like brolic school, like a cathedral kind of uh, feeling. Um, but they turned the space into a living space just for artists. 
Mm. Like you got to apply and then there's a whole process and you got to make a certain amount. And if you're just an artist and you live in these beautiful places, man, it's well, nice. That's that's and cool. it's funny because that, that, that's, that, that studio of Tom Shots was an old firehouse. Right. That's what right. we found out when we was there. Got to repurpose these things, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Man. Yeah, man. Right. I saw it's, the pole. Yeah. The pole's still there. I thought it was a stripper pole. Like, nah. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, they put that there for me, actually, because, you know what I'm saying? Damn. But no, nah, I'm shots. I mean, I, I've, you know, those people have blessed me so many times, you know what I mean, with a, with a quick photo shoot or a quick video, especially when I did anything, you know, around my activist space. Mm-hmm. Uh, they look out for me. Yeah, so it's a dope space to, yeah. to work. They said that uh, they filmed Ice Spice's video there. They did, actually. Yeah, yeah. The, the Bikini Bottom, what's that? Um, I don't mm. know. You know, so crazy because you had the red wig and you did the ice spice. Oh, I did look like oh, ice spice, yo. Oh, yeah. shit. We had that wig, yeah, that Mexico wig. Yeah, they shoot yeah. commercials the there, they shoot music yeah. videos, yeah. they shoot campaigns. <laughs> I forgot they about shoot that. everything there. Facts, bro. It's like a, you know, it's a hidden gem in Spanish Harlem, and, and you know, I try to support. You know, any businesses like that that's coming up because mm-hmm. we, you know, we don't have that. You know, if you wanted to shoot a music video, you, you chances are you're going downtown or you're going to Brooklyn, right, where the warehouse spaces are, mm. um, or even out here in Queens. Um, so that's like a, a super gem in, in Spanish Harlem right now. Oh, man. And before we get into your intro, I want to give a special shout out to uh, Rachel La Loca. Rachel yo. La Loca. Love you, baby. She's she's like the what the nucleus of all this yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. She's such a I want to say epicenter. You yeah. know, for so many things. Mm-hmm. You know, um, constantly helping everybody and bringing people together. You know, I've known Rachel for so many years. I've shot her maternity photo shoots. Oh damn! Like literally, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like all types of of, of stuff. So so we go way back. Yeah, she's ill, man. She's she has a warm soul. And a free spirit. Gotta love that. It's our sister right there. Mm-hmm. Mark, so let's get into it. Let, take us back, man. How how you got into this? How you got into the comedy, into the acting, singing even? Because you got a great singing voice as well. I appreciate that, brother. Um, man, you know, I'd be lying if I told you I mm. wanted to do this my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not one of those people that, you know, like, I've been doing this for like, since I was like five years no, old. I, I always five. knew. Nah, man. You know, old VHS tapes. Are using. Right, right. You know, I mean, I'm sure that there's like clips of me, right, showing the free spirit that I am today still um, that, that ultimately had a factor in me doing all these things. But... You know, um, I want to say now, you know, in, in my growth and looking back and reflecting, it was it all came from just having a higher awareness of, of consciousness. You know what I mean? And understanding who's this person? Who am I? Right. Who's this human being on this planet? Um, and, and at first, you know, I mean, we're all on a journey. We're all exploring. We're trying to figure out what we're going to do, what, what we're going to who we're going to be. And uh, I was doing mechanical engineering first. I got him an associates in mechanical engineering from City Tech. Yo, he needs his rotors and, and brakes done. Yeah, well, word. here's the thing. I got him in my trunk, too. It's not a mechanic. A lot of people think that mechanical engineering is not being a mechanic. Uh, yeah, it's two no. different things. Um, even though, you know, there's 
there's elements of mechanical engineering in everything. Yeah, Literally, right. this couch, this microphone, this rug, these walls, all the instruments. You know, mechanical engineering has to do with everything. You have to understand physics, super high science. levels of uh, of math, and just oh. like everything's a stress test and a break stre- uh, stress and a, 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 a all types of stuff, all well, types of stress. And laughing, <laughs> speaking of that, it's funny because today one of my one of my customers they have an engineer. And the engineer was asking me today about seismic winds, a right. seismic, um, uh, you know, weight, weight, uh, capacity for seismic or wind. I was like, what the fuck? I was right. like, I was like, that's what, you, that's your job. That's not my job. <laughs> I was like, I give you the, I give you the weight of the equipment. I don't, I don't know. What the, right. I don't, that, that's, that's what you're an engineer for. Right. Like you're asking me you, for. You might be able to ask Mark that. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, it's been so long, but, you know, to a degree, again, any, any, anybody that has an engineer, right? Think about it like this. Engineer, they have to think about everything, mm-hmm. right? Even if you're a music engineer. Right, like you have to think about all of it. You got to think of the, the end, mics that you're the using to to record, how the the cables that you're connecting because those might have an intermittent, right? And then then you go into the program, and now there's all these other things you got to think about. So on the me- mechanical engineering side, like it was just me learning about pretty much everything, you know. Um, and so then after I got my associates, uh, I transferred to City College, CCNY, and they have a great bachelor program in uh, uh, mechanical engineering. My dad was an engineer, so this is kind of like how I fell into that. Mm-hmm. Originally, the idea was to design cars. I was super into cars, and I was like, I could just be designing the most aerodynamic. I used to draw these real futuristic cars with rockets <laughs> build on the it next Honda. <laughs> I'm going to build right. the next Honda. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, honestly, like, the first day of class... Uh, I had five, I was a full-time student, I had five classes pursuing that degree, a bachelor's in mechanical engineering, and it was like calculus too, it was like thermodynamics, it was metaphysics, it was calculus, uh, physics, calculus, crazy, I just, all these fucking equations in my brain is probably why I went bald a little bit, but, (laughs) you know, that's another topic, but, (laughs) and, um, my spirit, man, you know, I'll tell you, you know, I had these experiences early in my life leading up to this where, um, I understood my mortality early. You know what I mean? It was like, like I was always this person that just knew, like, all right, well, well, what are we doing and how are we doing it? Because at some point, this is going to come to an end, right? And we're going to meet God or whatever you whatever You faced you it early. Wow. Early, early. You know, I think I was like 10 or 11 when, um, you know, not to get too into that story, but my grandmother passed away, but I ended up in the hospital room with her and, you know, I was holding her hand and then, Heard the flat line for the first time in real life, and then felt the grip go. You know what I mean? And that at eleven years old, you know, you don't forget that. You you can never forget that. But even then, I was just like, "What? What just happened? Like, what? What? You know? I heard you. You hear about people dying. You know? You see movies. You know, cartoons or whatever. You play video games, right? But feeling it right there in real life is different. So just that kind of set me on the path. Of, of that consciousness, you know, because then I, I, I literally thought about life in a whole another sense. And yeah, that's your spirit Yo. responding, I promise. Yo. And so, facts. And, and, you know, so that, that then, you know, then I, of course, more life experiences between then and the, the age of 21 when I made the leap of faith to then try acting. You know, I used to work at uh, Jazz and Lincoln Center on 59th and Columbus. 
And um, I was an assistant head usher there. I was one of the youngest people there. But everybody there that worked was a performer of some kind. They were into art somehow. They were an actor or a singer or a rapper or a dancer or a painter. I was the only mechanical engineer person. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> and so one of the guys, I remember I sent him to, I was like, yo, Paul, like, you know, you can go on break now. And um, he was like, yo, let me ask you. He was like, yo, yo Mark, what do, you, what do you do? And I was like, yeah, I'm a mechanical engineer. He was like, really? And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I was like, Puerto Rican from Spanish Harlem can't be a mechanical engineer. What you talking about? Because he was a blanquito. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, shade. Yeah, so I was like, what, what you talking about? He was like, no, 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 no. He's like, it's, it's not that. It's just, you know, you have this energy. I, I would have thought you was an actor. And that kind of like always stood with me. You know what I mean? I was like, hmm. Like He was like, yeah, you ever tried it? And I was like, man, I did like a play in high school once that it wasn't even like a real play. It was a play that the class wrote. It was crazy. Um... But but I do remember feeling like this was dope, and the class chose me to be the leader of that play. Um, and never, that never carried on. Like I mean, from I a guess kid, I like guess it never carried. I was on. I was like seventeen years old, so this was maybe four years later or something like that. And he was like, "Man, you should try it because acting is one of those things that you'll know if it's for you the moment you get on that stage." Wow. And so that just kind of always stood in my head. You know what I mean? And I guess it started there, at least the thought. Or the seed, if you want, uh, if you want to say that. But then, yo, I, I was sitting in class. I used to sit at this point in my academic career. I was sitting in the front of the class because I had got smart enough to understand that if you sit in the front of the class and you pay attention, you could pass. And you did your homework, you're passing all the tests. I didn't study a lot, and I was like an average B B plus student. I didn't give a damn about being an A plus student. I was like, ah, that's what tryhards. <laughs> I don't care about none of that. But, you know, because I didn't want to study. I didn't like studying. You know what I mean? Sitting there is, nah. But if you sit in front, paid attention, did your homework, you passing all the tests. But anyway, I was sitting there and it was the first day of class. I was in calculus two and this professor wrote the longest equation I've ever seen, man. And I was like, something inside of me was like, this ain't it. And it was like, there's a theater department right a couple buildings down go right now and i was like all right i had the big ass leather binder with the zip 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 right in the middle of class see you later i was like yo i'm sorry y'all i gotta go (laughs) they were like what i jet over to the theater department um i walked professor snooze first i'm out (laughs) yo thank your fags (laughs) <laughs> all these glasses no. <laughs> um, and, and, But I was really good at math though It wasn't that I couldn't solve that problem My soul was just like Is this it though Yeah you, like, you, you didn't have You, know what I mean? like, you didn't have the desire To finish that equation Right like th- <laughs> Let me tell you At that level of math the, the 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 finals, the tests Are like three questions Because mm-hmm. those questions Take about 45-50 minutes If you know what you're doing yeah. um, Yo. So I, I You know I I ran over to walk to the first uh, office that I, I I could get into. Told the guy my story. Told him what I wanted to do, and he was like, "Yo, I'm sorry, but you're a day late to switch your major." So I was like, "Dang!" He was like, "The deadline was yesterday," and so I don't know. God is great, brother, because he saw something and was like, "You know what? Let's see what happens. Give me your stuff. Let me let me take it to the office." And then about like ten minutes later, he came back. He was like, "Congrats, you're now a theater major." Wow. He was like, "And you're late for your first class, acting 101." Now I was like, "Oh." Yo, that's that's the beginning of a movie, bro. I, yo, let's be, let's do it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> my life. I mean, I got a couple movies in this mother lover, but you know, it started there for me. You know, because then and then I'm the type of person where I've always given it my all. You know, I throw my life, my heart, and my soul at anything that I say I'm gonna do. 
you know, and I think that's been the secret sauce to my success, you know what I mean, um, you know, because my dad, he kind of like instilled in me, like, if you're going to do something, then you might as well do it right, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, what's the point big, of doing big. anything if you're not going to do it right, or at least as right as you can. Yeah, focus, and so, and f- put your full dedication into it. Facts, and so, man, it just, one thing literally led to the next and that's the most greatest thing right there because you never know what one decision is going to lead to, you know, um, which is the biggest thing I could say because then, boom, I started acting and then I started learning about the acting world. And they were like, yo, well, you got to do these self-tapes. And back then, you know, they were like, yeah, and the self-tapes could cost you anywhere between 75 to $150 every time. I was like, what? <laughs> my mechanical engineering brain was, I still have, I'm thankful <laughs> for those years because my brain functions in equations. And I'm really thorough with my thoughts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, because I have to think about everything. I think about everything. So I was like, wait, nah, I ain't got money to pay for, you know, 75, 150 every single day. T- what if I got five cell tapes in one day? That's bro, mad what, bread, bro. Uh, for, for people like me, what, what is that, a cell tape? A cell tape. So a cell tape is like, <laughs> you're like, like a demo? is that a selfie video that you do? <laughs> It is. It's it's an audition on camera that you put on yourself. Oh, okay. You see, so nowadays everybody uses cell phones, but you know. But back in the day, you wouldn't have to go to a studio. You go it. to a studio that somebody has a camera like this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They got the setup like this with the microphone. <laughs> you know, and so my brain was like, Nah, you're gonna you're gonna cut that in half. You're gonna buy the camera yourself. You know what I mean? Uh, buy the lights. Buy the the microphone, buy the program to edit that shit, and you're going to learn how to do this yourself because you're not about to pay somebody else all this money. Because in my head, I was like, I'm going to have mass self-tapes. <laughs> <laughs> For everything. I'm going to be out here in these, you know, these acting streets. <laughs> um, and so, boom, you know, I had, I had booked a job while I was in college. It was an industrial, my first gig uh, uh, outside of college. And it was for the military, actually. It was fire. They paid me like four grand um, to be in this in this video where it was an instructional video for new generals or new majors or, or no, sorry, new sergeants. So if you was a new sergeant in the military, you watched that video that I was a part of. Mm. She was crazy, bro. They had us like in the whole military. They they took us. Uh, um, I remember we went. It was like upstate or something like that, and we was. They took us paintball shooting. That shit was epic. I could talk about this for a minute. But the point is that it gave me money. And so I took all that money and just invested it. I was like, look, I started looking into to cameras. I started looking into the lights. What kind of lights that I needed? You know what I'm saying? What were going to give me the best shot? And this was, not to cut you off, no, no, this was like how, how many years ago? This was, I want to say, 2011. Wow. So now you were early with it. 12 years ago. Mm. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, Shit. I was like, yeah, we need that. And so I took the camera. I started learning about cameras. started learning about lenses. So, I mean, I learned how to manipulate that camera, manual settings. I could take the camera, any camera, well, maybe not any camera these days because it's, it's crazy now. But at the time, <laughs> I could set any camera to whatever I wanted it to be. You know, and that's how... In depth, I went with that. And that was all self-taught. I call it, as we know now, YouTube University. Mm, You know what I mean? And so I went on that mother lover and was like, how to do this? How to do that? And I was like, oh, word? That's how you do it? You got my camera great. Put it in my head. YouTube is is very resourceful. And it goes to, and that, and just speaking on that really quickly, that goes to show you that, you know, it's really how much you apply yourself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You could go to any school. 
You know what I mean? You can go to CCNY, you can go to you can go to Yale, but if you're if you're not applying yourself at a certain level, you're only gonna get what you give. And so, you know, forget it. I, I remember I took a photo of this kid in my class and he had bad skin, bad acne, but it was a great headshot. So I took it to my mentor, the guy who got me into the whole thing, and he was like, yo, you got to take everybody's headshot now. So I started taking everybody's headshots, and then forget it. That led to me making money, now taking headshots. $50 a person. Imagine how many students is in the theater department. And I was like, you get a headshot. You get a headshot. You get a headshot. <laughs> the Oprah. The Oprah. Everybody get a headshot, and forget it. And for me, it was like a way to make, you know, chump change, $50 a person, but that practice. That mm-hmm. practice every time, learning how to shoot That's different people. You know what I'm saying? Figuring out what's in their people's eyes or their, their, their facial features or their hair. What's going to be the best angle just by looking at them? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like all this data, this is the mechanical engineer, and all this data just downloading. <laughs> <laughs> yo, this guy's making me want to go back to college, yo. Yo, thanks, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I ain't going back no more neither, bro. I got two degrees. <laughs> yeah. Uh, go with that. But, um, but, you know, to speed the story up, like, it all led to, to me then learning how to edit, you know, learning how to shoot. I did audio before, um, you know, and all of this added to my awareness as an actor now on set, right? Because I come from theater, so forget it. Love theater. That's a whole nother animal, you know. Um, that's live, like. That's live, live like, you know, and a lot of people of think audience. that acting, excuse me, um, that wine is good. Um <laughs> You know, a lot of people think acting is like memorizing lines or pretending. And, yeah, it's true. and That's memorizing lines is like the the super basic thing about amazing, act. Yeah. Like that's you learn you get your lines out the way first cuz that should be like this and then the real work starts, mm-hmm. right? And then people think it's about pretending. You know, um and what you learn as an actor is that you have to live in the moment truthfully. Yep. Right? So how do you do that? That's not, you can't do that by pretending. You know, that's when you can see a bad actor. And like, when you, when you see somebody pretending, that's terrible acting. You know, you have to be honest. This shit is happening for real. Mm-hmm. Right? But how do you get to that in your brain? And then how do you do that without losing yourself? Right? Because then we could look at some actors and say, well, they probably went too far down the rabbit hole and couldn't climb out that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? And they, they teach you all this in college. You know what I mean? And um, I remember I did a play in theater, uh, theater for the New City, which is a dope theater downtown. And it was a suicide play. It was called Last Man Out. And this was, this was the first real life uh, 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 test for me. Because my character was a military dude and he suffered from PTSD. And I killed myself on stage. You know what I mean? And this wasn't like, it, it, there was no pretending. This, you know, this is like, this shit is really happening, and then bang, you know? Uh, uh, and then I needed about five, ten minutes after the show was done to decompress, right? And get this energy off of me. Get these thoughts out of me. You got to be smart enough to know that, you see, as an actor, no matter what role you play, even if you're doing the villain, this is what Heath Ledger, you know, I think maybe suffered from, is that you don't judge a character, no matter what they do. You only, you justify their reasons. You humanize why this is happening mm-hmm. to them. You understand? So then when you're doing something as risky as a suicide play or anything around those colors, right, where it's like you got to be smart enough to justify and humanize these reasons and actions in the character's life, but not in your life. Yeah, when shit gets uh, tough. 
right? <clears throat> so it's this dance, you know what I mean? It's 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 a lot, and so you know, I I like to say you treat anything like art, and you're gonna be an artist. You know what I mean? No matter what that is, if you make couches, treat them couches, treat them couches like art, and you're gonna make the best fucking couches. Yeah, you know, and so that led to everything. I mean, I like I said, you know, then. And then, you know, again, having that consciousness and constantly constantly asking, well, what else? What else, Mark? What else can you do? What's next? What's next? I didn't know I could sing, bro. I was in college. I took a voice class because I thought it was going to help my breathing and articulation and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? It was a singing class. And then she had us doing all this crazy shit. And, you know, shout out to Janet Steele. You know, she 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 really brought that out of me because then she was like, yo, you could be an opera singer. I was like, nah. <laughs> Let me try. Like nah. Let me try. I was like nah. You know. Yo, man, a rub is a singer. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah he's nice with it. Yeah. <laughs> I know how to act like I sing. You're right. You know. You gotta believe it in the moment, brother. <laughs> commit, commit. Nah, but you know, I, I, you know, she, she forced everybody to get up, sing a song, and so again, I throw my heart, my soul. In my life, for everything. So I wasn't gonna get up there and just do it. Sh- I was gonna do it, even if I sounded like shit. You know, it was like we're gonna do it. And if I sound like shit, that's fine because I wasn't trying to be no singer anyway. But you know, we're gonna give it our best swing. That's the thing. Give it your best swing. And um, then boom, it was like, oh shit! Like these couple, of, couple of these notes sounded alright though. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, hold on, there's something else there. You know what I mean? And um, it felt good. Y'all was like, yeah. Nah, I tried to downplay it at first. I was like, nah, you know, nah, I don't sing. I'm, I, you sure? I should do it again. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, boom, like, then it led fly, to you that. Fly deep down, yeah, deep down yeah. you oh, I was shit. like, yo, I could awesome. sing. Like, what's going on? Um, but I've never been like, you know, for me, there's like, I was like, nah, I'm not going to go down the musical theater route, though. That's something else, right? Uh, again, you got to know your body, know your craft, know your, you know, know yourself. So like, okay, I can hit some notes, I can sing some songs, but musical theater training is a whole nother, you know, everyone's got their own voice. So that's what we learned in the voice class was, what's your tone? You know, she was like, everybody could sing. You see, you just have to understand how to train your vocal cords, <clears throat> how to learn how to control and articulate and all this other stuff. And so I, I, I got into it and I was like, boom, you know, and then, so then that's how I ended up, you know, and then, the, and then I ended up singing, you know what I mean? But it took a while because I wouldn't sing in public. And we saw you, we saw you in the triad theater that oh, you, yeah. I remember you went up first yeah. and you were doing, you were doing your jokes, you were doing some comedy and then you just started singing, bro, like on some Mark Anthony shit. But you were incorporating that. it with the, with the comedy. Mm. Right. Which, and we was like, yo, you throwing us off. Rose was, was, was there with us too. Oh, yeah, and we thanks. were amazed by that, man. I appreciate that, brother. You know, um, Stand-up comedy is something new. I never really did that. And again, it's just finding your flow, right? How are you going to do this? Like, learn the game, learn the rules of the game, and then play it your way. Mm -hmm. You know, so... Uh, for me, that piece uh, actually, funny enough, I was you were telling a little story. Yeah, I, I was. Uh, I just hit up Rachel yesterday, and we spoke a little bit today because I'm like, "Yo, do you got that footage? Like, I want to post that." Um, because that was an original piece that I wrote, and so you know, I'm I'm on my like you said, an activist right now, and you might hear I, that later. Yeah, you Who know, knows? maybe maybe Who a little knows? something. I'll show you. I may do a little something, something. But <laughs> you know, for that piece, you know, I wanted to sing the Puerto Rican national anthem, but then break it up. 
You know, everybody's used to just singing it straight through. And I was like, nah, we're going we're gonna to break it up into segments. I'm going to sing this first part of the national anthem and then talk about in that space of what they're talking about. What you means. know what I mean? La tierra de Boringa, right? It was like, and then I was like, donde nacido yo? I was like, well, not me. I wasn't born there, y'all. I wasn't, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like throwing some jokes in there uh, and then talking about it and then going back into the, you know, for me, this is an art. You know what I mean? And so doing stand-up comedy or my form of storytelling, this is how I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? Because if I try to go up and do it how I see anybody else do it, it's not going to feel right. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and I think that's, that's the magic of it all when you can find your space in that. You know what I mean? Um, and I was nervous as hell. I never did that before. That was the first time and the only time I performed that piece. So I was like, I don't know how this is going to go, but uh, <laughs> we going. <laughs> and one thing, too, about you is uh, your confidence. Right. You know, you, as soon as you walk into the room and also your vibe is always a positive vibe. And one thing about um, your acting, we wanted to congratulate you um, because we just saw you on Blue Blood. Hey. Blue Blood. Thing, man. Congrats. Congrats. You were there. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Kondo Coke flushing it down the damn toilet. <laughs> Your shorty got smacked in the face by the door. That was damn. a stunt person, but thanks. <laughs> Yo, man. Craziness. You did, you did it in time, too. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I was like, I, I, he's going to do it. I can I believe in him. Yo, facts. <laughs> it's crazy, you know, because that's actually not the first time I've been on TV. Um, that's like my third time, but it felt officially like my first time on uh, on a show like that. Uh, the first time I was like in 2014 or something like that, I did a uh, celebrity ghost stories. I played a young Carlos Mencia. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. I Which him. I was like, I look nothing like that yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I guess you think all Latinos look the same. I'll take the check. Let's get it. <laughs> uh, and then the other one, I did this show called Poison Passions. And that one was like officially the first time I seen myself on TV and talking and heard my voice through the screen. Um, I played another crazy serial killer and that motherfucker um but but you know <laughs> you know i kill people how about if i tell you about yeah, that one yeah, that yeah, one yeah. that's the one on my, my instagram when i had hair and so <laughs> you know uh i left the, i left that scene that side of the industry uh to go and pursue you know building with my community and building with my people in the indie world um i i i took a i took a mean hit one time you know from that mainstream industry, right? The TV industry where it was a, I had a chance to do a, a nationwide Verizon commercial. And long story short, because that's a whole nother journey, um, I made it through the callbacks and da da da. And they were like, Mark, you know, it's between you and this other guy. You know, so I was like, ah, please. I remember I was shooting a family photo shoot and they called me and they were like, yo, you got it. So I was like, what? Nationwide Verizon? He left the, he left the shoot. I was like, like yo, keep the fucking camera. Now. <laughs> I'm not going to need it no more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was like thinking about how, how that could transcend my career, at least financially. You know, because those commercials, they pay um, even on a residual level. You know, that check just keep coming. Um, but man, they called me back four hours later. The head of that casting agency and was like, "We're so sorry, Mark. My assistant made a mistake." What did the Steve Harvey? They were like, "The beauty." We loved you, but we're going in another direction with the other guy. Exactly. So me, really green in the industry, I didn't know that I could fight for myself. I didn't have a manager. I didn't have an agent. I have somebody to be like, "What you mean? Like you already told him? You know what I mean?" 
Um, so I and me like being afraid of being blacklisted or anything like that. I was just like, let it be. Okay, I understand. <laughs> I, understand. I was just like, all right. But man, I was like, fuck that shit. You know what I mean? I was like, I don't want to do none of that shit. It's not even real acting anyway. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to go and work with my people and build my own fucking movies and show y'all that I'm way, bu- I'm way more than just a drug dealer or some shit. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm the lead. I'm the lead. I'm the lead. You know? And so then I spent from 2015 till just now, last year, where I'm like, all right. I got a lot of indie credits right now. <laughs> you know, I met I met a lot of people. I've done a lot of films. I've done all types of stuff. I think I need to get back on a TV flow. You know, start building up my TV credits. Start racking. Because I could do those Blue Bloods type of jobs with my eyes closed. You know what I mean? Um, and it's just crazy how I try to escape being the drug dealer on TV and that's what I ended up yeah, being yeah, my yeah. first they're like welcome back uh, drug dealer <laughs> now hold these packs yeah, right yeah, shove yeah, this right, cocaine right. down the toilet but you know what I mean it is what it is you know uh, but that only definitely speaks on how the the representation for Latinos on TV and film haven't really progressed that that much mm-hmm. um, but it has you know but but not that much and so you know um but that was a great feeling because, you know, it was my first time auditioning for Blue Bloods. You know what I mean? And, again, you give it your best swing. And I'm just grateful that I was able to connect. You know what I mean? Um, you know, and, and, and you know, that no, check no, was no. all right. You know what I you mean? Said you said you played um, <laughs> Carlos Mencia, right? Yes, sir. Now, you know, he's been going through, well, I, I don't even think he's out he, there. He's not out no more. Done. He done done. Yeah. So, it, you know, he got accused of stealing other, other comedians' jokes. You being a comedian... How do you feel about that? I mean, what was he thinking? What were you thinking, bro? Damn. Um, you know, plagiarism is like in the. It, it, that's like that's like a. Run, that's like a. Man. That's like got to be number one on the commandments of art. You know what I mean? Like that is the the, the biggest sin you can make as an artist is to plagiarize something yeah. or somebody's work, somebody's words, somebody's jokes. You know what I mean? Um, it happens a lot. It does, unfortunately. The com- yeah, the comedian you know, space. It really, especially in the comedian space, it's a hard space. You know? I mean, let me tell you, 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 you know, you're trying to come up with jokes and make people laugh all the time and you run out of shit to say. You know what I mean? That's why you got you to gotta really applaud those that last. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like a Kevin Hart or even a Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Dave Chappelle. Right? But Mark, Kevin. you've been talking a lot about greats and comedy. But since you're in a hip-hop show right now, we need to know some of your greats and some and of your hip-hop? top fives right now. Man. Bro. Yo, fellas, I think it's time. Yeah, man. You think it's time for that game? Yo, it's time Jeez. for Mark Lane's top five, yo. I got to start off with Jim Carrey. Wow. You know, Jim Carrey's Jim a Carrey goat, man. Is, yeah, I like Jim Carrey. He's a f- super, super pillar in the foundation that makes me. You know, my energy, my comedy. Uh, yeah. uh, um, and he's super hip-hop, and I say that because he started in Living Color. In Living Color. That's, that's hip-hop. The that's only right. white dude. And, and, yeah. and I definitely <laughs> resonate with that, you know, because, you know, uh, real quickly as Latinos that have, you know, that grow up in inner cities like New York City, right, we... We sh- we sh- uh, we're in the culture. We're black people. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. a lot of my life, I was a lot of times the only Latino in the room full of black people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's always still been home for me. So yeah, you could so, fit right in there as well. A hundred percent. I remember I had this uh, in college. This this black guy. She was like, "Yo, my, you black than some of my cousins." I was like, <laughs> "I don't know if I should." How should yeah, I used that. to. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm black from down here. I mean, I am <laughs> black. Let's go with Doug Brown. <laughs> Um, but nah, uh, Jim Carrey for sure, man. Um, and then I gotta go with Robin Williams. Mm, wow. Robin Williams, legendary, you know, A master. You yo. know, he he he, you know, very comical. You know, that type of comedy doesn't exist today. Yo, he did he did Popeye, and they haven't even remade that. Yet. Is that is that is so yo, difficult? Yeah, we grew up on that. Sauce, right? You know. Um, you know, they don't do comedy like that. That's why if you watch a lot of my comedy, a lot of my skits that I do, I try to resonate and have that feel of cartoon comedy, right? Yeah. That Jim Carrey, The Mask, or Liar Liar, yeah. Robin Williams, uh, you know, when he, in all his movies, you know, Robin, when he did The Hook, when he did Flubber even, right? Like that real silly, you know what I mean? I mean, he's got... Yo, you know where I saw that at? In you, in uh, in, the, in the IG skit you did with... Um, with uh, with Jazz Ruiz. Oh, see, see. You in the bodega? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. The, and, and like, she's trying to grab the Café Bustelo yeah, facts. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that. I've seen a lot. Shout out to Jasmine Ruiz. That, that was, was her right there, and we just, we, 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 we spun that. That was great. But, you know, those two for me, as far as comedy, for sure. Uh, I, I tried my hardest to, to keep that kind of comedy alive. But what I loved nasty about Robin nasty. Williams was that yeah, I'm out of here. It was a nasty theater. <laughs> what you saying about Robin? Oh, you know, he, he really could dance the line of comedy and drama. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, where and one know, and one you know like together. It, you know, right? He's got a lot of movies where you know he he's played the villain. He's played there. You know, he, he taps into these deep deep emotions. Peter Pan, you like, know, um, the, right? The hook. But there's a film called What Dreams May Come. Oh, I believe that's a. If you've never seen it, watch it. Uh, there's another film uh, early on, Christopher Nolan's first first film with Al Pacino and Robin Williams. And Robin Williams played, nobody knows this movie that well. Um, and he played the villain. And it was crazy. I mean, you got to watch Nolan? it. Christopher Nolan? Wow. Christopher Nolan's first film. That's, wow. my, that's one of my favorite directors yeah, um, yeah. today. <clears throat> but, you know, as far as my influence, <clears throat> then I got to go with Will Smith. You know what I mean? Um, I definitely feel like a Latino version of him sometimes, you know what I mean? <laughs> just like in his energy, you know, he's got oh, that damn. charisma, like you were saying. Positive, I'll, I'll, he's you know, positive. I'm always positive. I'll keep my, I'll keep your wife's name by my mouth. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got no wifey, but 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 that's hilarious, facts. <laughs> you know, um, um, definitely Will Smith, and then, you know, for and then I, as far as my acting, I definitely look towards Leonardo DiCaprio. You know what I mean? I see these two actors. Legend. You know, these are two A-list actors for me. And, 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 you know, one I feel like was born with it, a Leonardo DiCaprio, where he was good at acting from day one. Um, and then a Will Smith who had to learn the game and worked fucking hard and became the great actor that he is. Yeah, charisma. Yeah. His charisma, you know what I mean? right? Uh, and they're up. both now, you know, A-list actors. Um, and then number five, I mean, man, my head is like... Running, because there's so many, especially when it comes to comedy, you know. But I, ah, uh, I gotta. <laughs> dilo, dilo, coño. <laughs> so many names, so many names. I'm gonna go with John Leguizamo. 
Wow. wow. Yo. Okay. Queens native. Corona Queens. John Leguizamo. Got to, you know, because. His improv, his, um, his fucking improv. Right. His, like his, his, his super freak his, his, and all that. What, what do you call those? The those are one man shows. The one man shows, yo. One man shows are legendary. Amazing one. You I know. Went, I went, I saw one, and yo, that changed my life. It changed my life watching him. Well, because he, again, in those one man shows, right? He. He knew how to talk about his life and connect with the people and dance that line of comedy and drama, right? He can make you laugh and then make you feel something real that's going to impact you and make you maybe think about your life in a different way. And so that's definitely a part of who I am. That's Yo, the in, past. You remember the past? Bro, that's my favorite one. Are you kidding me? I got. I don't know if you've seen my video where I recreated that opening scene of the past. Uh, uh, you know, when he's in the shower and he's like, I'm going to party with my peeps. Yeah, <laughs> like all those characters. You never seen that? Great, great movie. One of his best He's films. Ill, till the Empire, man. Still to I like that one. I like that one. Yeah, for sure. I think my latest film that I love thing. of his. That's what's ill about him. Like Empire. Empire, there's no comedy in Empire. Right, right. But that acting, like he, you know, he was he was just some he was just like a regular Another dude, another hustler, just right. ran a, ran a block, yeah, funny, ran an area. Who made funny face when, when when he found out that the white dude and the white girl took all his money? That face was made. He was funny. Nah, yeah, but it wasn't. It was. It was it no was, comedy it behind. Was, it. it was not. A but game. he knows how to ba- like balance. You know what I hated. You know when I hated him the most. To Wong Fu, Benny Blanco oh, Benny. of the Bronx. Oh. When he killed my man, I but everybody, everybody. Why? I was gonna go get his shorty and be out, and you killed him. Why? Damn, man, I never forget. That's it. great writing. Yo, John yeah, yeah, that was amazing. John I never, I never seen it coming. I did, Yo, a, I did a one man show one time. We need your ass here, kid. Facts, please. facts. Pull up. <clears throat> you know, I, I did a one man show one time, and that was one of the, the, the compliments and comments that I got a lot. Like yo, I'm getting John Leguizamo from this. Like you mm-hmm. gotta, you gotta work with him. And I'm like, I would love to. Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, but so for me, if I had to give a top five or just a, a five in general, those are the five. You know what I'm saying? That definitely. Y'all heard it right here. Ill balance. That's the top five. Facts. Top five influence. You name you name my whole childhood except Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx is another. He's one. another one, but as I'm saying, there's so many names, bro. <laughs> I almost said, Fox, I almost Fox, said Fox, Chris Farley. That motherfucker's ass. Super Farley. talented, yo. You know, like Mark Reigns, you know, yo. acting. Does the comedy? Right, right, does the right, singing? Right. Yo, we getting Julia. Julia. Right, we getting all the drops, <laughs> all the drops. Chilling with Mark Rain, getting rain on come on All right, dude. yo, it's my turn. All right, we we want to uh, change this up. Let's all right? go, let's get it. We're changing it up. So, Mark, we were talk- we, we were mentioning to you earlier that we have a segment, and it's called "Searching for Mark Rain." Right. Mm. So let me say that to the camera. Yo, right now it's time for "Searching for Mark Rain." So right now, this is going to be the first one. And Uh-oh. we just want you to explain <laughs> where you were at and what you were doing. Oh, my God. <laughs> Talk about it, brother. Talk about it. Dude, are they going to see this on the screen? Yeah, yeah, are they going to? We're going to. Wow. Um. So this right here. I see a full head of hair. Right, me. right. I got glasses on, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Yo, this is a throwback. Wow, so this is... And I saw that one. This is super throwback. This was actually my first official amateur film. It's called Don't Go in the Basement, Arrow Moore. This was actually part two to that 
horror. It's a horror film. Um, I spent about four thousand dollars on that film, um, and and it's still a great film today. It's on my website. If you go to markrain.com, you can watch that film right now. It's still a great film to the point where there's. I've literally had talks with a, another good friend of mine. Shout out to Kazi, where we want to reboot that, redo that on a, on a, on a much grander scale because that was 2014. I was two years into my journey in this whole thing. So imagine how much I've grown and I know. You look and way so, younger than nine years ago. Bro. bro. You look like you were 17 right like, there. All right, y'all. So let's move on to the next one. Mm. Yeah. Oh, man. Yo, we got some amazing pictures here, man. Talk about mm. this one. I did not know ah. this was you, bro. <laughs> the only reason I know it was you because because the, the little the, the, the Luna, that's yeah. my brain right there. Facts. <laughs> Talk that's about that, that Enrique bro. Iglesias flow. <laughs> wow, I look crazy right here, oh, y'all. Man. So this was the 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 Poison Passion show that, that I talked, talked about, about earlier. Yeah, yeah. This was the second time I was on TV, and, and it was the first time I could hear myself over the mic. And what's funny is that it's also the first time I smoked a cigarette. Oh. Um, because the character smoked a cigarette, and the director you was had to like, inhale? "Did you inhale?" Well, that's yeah. The director was like, "Do you smoke cigarettes?" Hey, don't be like, a pussy, nigga. I was like, "Yeah, exactly." I was like, <laughs> yeah, nah. he was like, though. he was like, "So what we'll do is we'll get some fake ones." And I was like, "No, no, no, we won't do nothing fake. This is acting. This is real life." I was like, "I'm gonna be all right. Give me the, I told him, give me the cigarette. Your word." <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I was I was already fumando la hierba, ya tu sabes, so I had a little right. experience. But but a cigarette was different, you know what I mean? And I, I told him I was like, nah, if I fake a smoke, if I fake smoke the cigarette, it's gonna look fake, and I don't want to look fake. Give me the cigarette, I'll be all right. I'm not gonna get addicted, and I'll become a fucking cigarette. What smoker. was the line? What, what if I told you I kill people? Yeah, yeah. it was like, what if I told you I kill people? <laughs> Yeah, he was like, huh. Yo, you do look like a killer here, man. <laughs> Crazy, right? So right here, you you were being interrogated because you killed somebody. Well, in this show, it was like all about crazy true stories. So this was actually based on a true story, and I was the right-hand man of a cult leader. Mm. And um, actually, what happens is that character, Serafin is what his name was, um, he ended up working with the police, and that's how they got the cult leader. And so this was the scene where he like starts to divulge into information. He, he sings. Right. And I forget why he ended up doing that. There's all betrayal. You know, that's why you can't trust none of that shit, bro. Yeah, yeah. Do your dirt all by your lonely. Right. The next one that we got is something that we hold near and dear to our heart. Because we're from Queens. Mm. Right. So so talk about this one. Oh. And, and I saw the whole I saw this whole I saw this whole movie, yeah, by the way. Yeah. Talk about this, brother. I, I love this. This was actually my first time in that park. Oh, Flesh and Metal? Yeah. Wow. Like in that area. You know what I mean? Because isn't that where Men in Black was? And they yeah, did yeah, yeah, yeah. Facts. That was my first time there. That's so Corona, baby. So that's yeah. another, Corona Park, baby. Talk about the, this movie. So this, this a, was, uh, this is a screenshot from Anna Adore. Yep. And um, it's on Amazon. It's on Amazon Prime right now. It's like a dollar. Go watch that. Um, <laughs> but it was, fi- it was fire, man. That actually was my first feature film. And... Um, you know that that whole film actually was shot on an iPhone, but Crazy. he had all these special lenses attachments for the iPhone. That's why it looks so good. This was before iPhone 14 Pro Max came out, right? So now you don't need all those funny, funky attachments because now the camera quality looks probably looks like that. Yeah. You know, with the cinematic mode. But back then they didn't have that. This is like 2018 when we shot this. Damn. Maybe even at the end of 2017. I'm trying to remember. Um, nah, 2018. 
Because then I, 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 went, I, went, I went bald uh, in 2018. So what role, like, you got a camera on there. So the character is, a, is, he's a photographer in the film. Okay. Yo, he's a fucked up dude. But he's not a good guy, y'all. He's not a good guy. <laughs> nah, he's a fucked up, up dude. Yeah, right? he, he's kind of a, like, you want to like him, right? Because my energy in the character, you're like, uh, but then you hear him talk and what he does, you're like, this guy's a piece of shit. And he deserves what happens to him. And you got to find out what happens to him if you go watch the movie. Yeah. But so here, I was just literally bored. I guess you know to dumb it down. It was like I was the character was bored, and he was just like going around taking photos. You know what I mean? Trying to figure out what to do with his life because he had just finished, you know, uh, 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 getting dumped because he forgot his girlfriend's birthday. Oh wow! Five years. Oh, five, oh, five, oh, five, what was the name of the movie, movie again? It's called Anna Adore. And A N A Adore. You get that on Amazon Prime, y'all. Facts. Next one. Oh, oh man. man. I, I wish I was there. Yeah, and, and this one, yeah, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Marvel movies, how they have Easter eggs. This one has an Easter egg. Oh, we'll shit. talk about it when he speaks about it a little more. Talk about <laughs> this, bro. <laughs> talk about this, man. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> talk about the Easter egg in there, too. Yeah. Oh, uh, Jazz. Pretty- Oh, Jasmine. Jasmine's in there. Fags. So this, this is, this was hilarious. This is, this episode is really funny. So this is, um, a screenshot from a web series that I'm in called Dominican York series. So if you haven't seen that, definitely go check that out on YouTube. We got season one and season two. This is season two. Um, and so this is funny because in this, in the show, I play like at this point of this character, you know, Henry, he wants to become famous. He wants to be an influencer. So he's got a life coach, and she's not trying to help him be a f- successful uh, influencer. So she sets up these people at a bar so that when I walk in, they start to treat me like a star, right? It's all about the facade. You know what I'm saying? If I walk in. You talk about all the time. Right. If I walk into a spot. Right, and all of a sudden, perception, the perception, sudden, right? right? All of a sudden, everyone's like, "Oh my God, is that?" And they start bringing cameras, and they start like, da, da, da. "That person may be nobody, but those and those people may be paid, right?" And so we were like making fun of that. But what's really, really funny is that this was like uh, we played on on myself because the char- the character that he came up with in the show was named Margraine. <laughs> hilarious. So she's uh, she's like. What kind of name is Mark Rain? I'm like, I don't know. I just thought about it. <laughs> yeah, so, look, we got Dr. G in there. Dr. G, Dr. G in the house. Thanks, thanks. Shout out to Jasmine Ruiz. That was early. Right, right, right. I was like, yo, you got to come out. You got to be a part of this. Um, yeah, she's super supportive. She's great. I'm happy she's getting all her flowers now, too. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? She's doing great. You know what's funny? I saw her on a dating. I was watching Seinfeld, Comedy what? Central, and she popped up on a dating app commercial. No, like way. at eleven, like on a Saturday, like a couple weeks ago. She never posted that on a Saturday she morning. I was, like, I was like, oh shit! That, oh, yeah, I did. I did the yo. That's that's fucking that. Um, jazz, that's jazz, jazz. I did one of those. Like y'all know her. Jazz, you on a dating app commercial? I see that on the gram. I see that Saturday routine. I see that on the gram. Nah, but that's ill, man. You know she's yeah, out. You know yeah, she's, yeah, I, she's killing I, the game. She's a funny ass. Person, period. That Dr. G shit is fire. Yeah, man. She was, let me tell you something really quickly, just sidebar. She's one of the most uh, efficient people that ever hit me up to work. You know, mm-hmm. like, um, 
you know, early, early, before we ever did our first video, you know, I got hit up a lot. Like, yo, I want to work with you. I want to do a skit with you. How do I get in a skit? And always, always that kind of shit. And my response would always be like, well, is this what you do? Like, do you have ideas? Like, let me, like, you know, uh, if not, then the best advice I could give you is just go do your videos, go do your ideas, build up, a, build up a flow, and if it, if it grows, if it clicks, then... You know, then then we could get to work at some point. But if you just want to do this because you think it's fun, I don't got time for that. You know, mm-hmm. and she she forget about. I, I told her I was like, yo, so so you got ideas, bro? She came back with like five fucking ideas in my DM. <laughs> Actually, I do. I was like, whoa, she's serious, and that's when I knew. That's when I knew. I was like, we got to work. She came with the full fucking yeah, she was layout. Ready. She was ready, and and, that, and it shows a, now. Yeah, you can ready. See it, man. Jazz, so, Jasmine Zell. So let, let's get to this last one, and we we briefly spoke about it. Oh man! But we got the still, and we want everybody to see this one. <laughs> yeah, man. He got me with my hands up, man. So, man, this is Blue Bloods. The screenshot here is when the cops. They came in too late. I flushed too all the late. cocaine already. So you got away with it? At I gotta, the end? Yo, yeah. I got away with it. I spoke, no to, I spoke to the casting director and I was like, is it possible I could come back? Can I be the gingerbread man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't catch me. <laughs> um, man, let me tell you, that whole experience, just diving into that, that was so, so, so lit because, you know, it, you know that level of a professional set is different. How can I help you? You know what I mean? Like, you know how many people were on set? Like, Around uh, watching, it's a big production. It's huge. You know, that's not an actual apartment. Like that's a that was out here. I think somewhere in Queens, actually, in a giant fucking warehouse. They literally had to have somebody guide me to where the set was. That's how big the studio is. And then so they have like this little apartment space, and that wasn't even a real toilet. That toilet was hooked up to like some turbo water shit so I could flush it as many times as I wanted. You know how you flush a toilet, then you gotta wait for that shit to fill back up? They were like, flush it as much as you want. So I was like, it'll never break. What was crazy was that (laughs) I probably flushed that shit too much because when I looked outside the studio after the take, there was mad water outside i was like oh <laughs> shit but it's crazy because you know they they move anything you know what i mean like for example you know let's say the toilet you know is like i'm looking at the toilet in front of me and there's a wall right and they're like all right well, let's flip the camera so we can see his face remove that wall we're gonna put the camera behind the wall bro like that's so sick crazy like that's i was like hell. You can't do that in indie filmmaking, bro. You're not moving that fucking nah, wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right You're going to cheat that motherfucker. You, you got to move back from the toilet. Camera's got to be over there. And we got a front like you in and toe in front of a toilet, you know? Yo, shit. Uh, so it was lit. It was so, lit. so just so the, our viewers can see what we're talking about, let's let's give them that short clip. Because I know facts. it's out there. So check check, it, check out. it out, guys. Mm. Wait. Hit it. They're flushing the damn drugs down the You toilet. don't know that. We can go in right now. There's going to be nothing left. It's a knock warrant. And we knocked. Congrats. I just kneel. Hands. Son of a bitch. 
the ground. Stand up. Hands where I can see. Clear. Clear here. Can I help you with something, officer? And we're back, yo. I hope you guys enjoyed the Blue Bloods with our man Mark Rain. Yes, yo. sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, he's raining on everybody's parade. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to rain on nobody's parade. Raindrops. Yo, Drop fuck. tops. Yo, yeah. not for nothing. Mark Rain has so much going on. Yeah. He's been in so many shows, so many indies, so many videos yeah. that I think we're going to have to cut this to, for, to two parts. Yeah, we haven't even scratched the surface yet. Word. So, yo. Shit Guys, we'll be right. We'll real. be back. Stay tuned, you Stay Part tuned. two. Dose. <laughs>